0: I always knew I wanted to be successful. I would always say I want to be successful. I don't know how I want to be successful. I would just work really hard. Yeah. So if you work on something every day, like, it's actually proven. Everything is a snowball effect. Like, if you do something every day, it's going to have an effect. I've always said that success is a compound effect. Mm-hmm. And we hit 100,000 in the first three months. Wow. People expect me to really have my fit together. The reason I am successful is because I
1: don't today we are here with the amazing amy smell the creative director and founder of slow fashion brand on muse it's so amazing to have you here today
0: it doesn't really feel real like you're real
1: like can we just talk
0: about you for two hours
1: (laughs) no 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 let's not do that we're gonna talk about you i feel like i really wanted to have like another boss babe like i don't like that term actually
0: No, I know what you mean. Yeah, like Boss is a bit
1: cringy now. Yeah, no, I know
0: exactly what you mean. But to be
1: fair, you're doing it. You've launched a brand. You've built a business in the digital age. And it's not hard to do. And I feel like for a lot of the women who watch me, they love the idea of like founder, company, brand, blah, blah, blah. But they also love the idea of like soft life as well. So I don't know how they kind of want to match that up. So (laughs) I wanted to hear like your story. Let's just get through your journey of kind of becoming a founder and then also like how do you balance it because I feel like there's something very different about being a woman as well Mm. and running a business and maybe having a partner and like managing just life in general so we'll get into it yeah (laughs) so I'd love to take it back like a bit about your history and like where you've come from and like kind of your journey as well
0: okay so right from the beginning of like career or just life
1: give me life because okay, I feel life. like life's a great way to like set the scene of someone who may end up doing something entrepreneurial
0: so i would say that i always think back obviously like the way my you know my upbringing it is very influential to you mm-hmm. know the person you become and i feel very lucky like i had the most normal upbringing um, not loads of money but a hell of a lot of love mm. and that has that has lended the best experience being a founder because it really shaped it, just really shaped the person I am, mm-hmm. and I've had, and it shaped the people I've let into my life and kept around. Um, so yeah, a lot of love, very normal growing up, um, but there was always just something in me, like I was always, I was never interested in watching TV or anything. I would in my spare time, I would just, as a, a, my brother and sister would say, I was a very strange child. Really? I would just sit there with myself. <laughs> Like, and just think all the time I'm thinking and I still do this. Like I sit there and I WhatsApp myself in my free time. I don't, I I say to myself all the time, what am I actually interested in outside of work? Like even when times aren't as busy, like what is my thing? Yeah. And I just love exploring like and being creative Mm -hmm. and and that's always been me. So I always knew I wanted to be successful. I would always say I want to be successful. I don't know how I want to be successful. Yeah, yeah. Um so i would just work really hard like Mm -hmm. all throughout school i'd worked so hard i used to i used to go to bed at night my brother my brother and sister used to think i was the craziest person i used to go to bed at night with mind maps before an exam all on my room and fall asleep just looking at everything what i know Oh my god!
1: and nobody had to pressurize you to do that that was something that was innate it's just
0: a just a it just i so wanted to do well like even in school i would stay till like 7 p.m mm. my sister would go to another school and she used to say in my school it's not cool to to do well or, or be smart mm. and i'd go "What? Well, that's what i think yeah. is cool yeah, yeah and i i just feel like i was like the, a bit of a nerd growing up but i loved it mm-hmm. like i loved learning i've always loved learning and i think that's all that's that's truly taken me through yeah um so yeah, I fe- I was trying to figure out what do I want to do in life? What do I want to do in life? And then I basically have a close family friend who's a very successful fashion buyer. And I when I learned about fashion buying, I just thought it was the most interesting mm-hmm. job because you don't hear a lot about it. You, you hear about fashion designers and you hear about other roles in fashion, but buying, I was like, what is this? And I learned more about it. And immediately I just wanted to no more and I was like right okay that's it I'm going to be a successful fashion buyer Mm -hmm. going to be a successful fashion buyer went to uni studied it went straight into ASOS as a buyer um and I had this plan that I was you know when I wanted to reach my success Mm -hmm. and I got to ASOS and I loved it and I learned so much but I was meeting people that had been there for a while Mm -hmm. they wasn't as you know, I wanted to be in New York in three years time and traveling the world and doing fashion weeks and stuff. And I just, it hit me quite quickly that that wasn't going to happen for Mm me. Um, And it's really weird because I I feel like it felt very competitive at ASOS. And I feel like I'm in a competitive thing now like i don't feel like i'm a competitive person i didn't like that about asos Mm. but i only really want to compete with myself like i don't want to compete with other girls that are all going for like a you know you know not even that great of a pay rise yeah yeah um and all of I just i just i just felt like like this is not what i expected yeah um but it was the experience was so valuable so i was like right okay I'm learning about fashion buying I'm learning about fashion buying it's great it's great and I felt like I had such an interest in design I would sketch all the time I had such an interest in my interest in marketing loved social media I was that age where Instagram was just coming up and I just loved that and then when I got to ASOS and started learning about buying I would say to my mum I think I know it all now (laughs) (laughs) I know I know buying I know all this about how you get the stock, how much it is, how to get it into the UK. I know how to do things on social media and I have some designs. Um, Do you want to invest? And you my asked
1: mom was your mum like, <laughs> Wow, okay. I would
0: ring her because I know I can wear... I, as a like 19-year-old girl, Like I feel like, felt like I could wear my mum down. Yeah, okay. Why not? <laughs> Love it. Um, so I would ring her. I remember there was this walk from my station to another tube station. I would ring her every day on that walk and be like, I really don't want to do this. I, I know I'm ready, I'm ready. And she would say no and she would say no. And I had to save up my own money. Mm. Um, but it ended up me being there for like two years and I don't know if I'd be where I am today if I didn't get that experience. Yeah.
1: Can I, I want to explore that a little bit more because what you're saying sounds a lot like my experience working in consulting because I worked okay. at Deloitte and I hated that job. Yeah. It was so hard, mm. but everything I learned there, I feel like that's what made me successful yeah. like today. Even,
0: even from like a social point of view, mm-hmm. yeah. like just being able to converse with people. Like I remember my, one of my first days at ASOS, I couldn't work the printer and my buyer was like, go ask her over there. And yeah. I was like, <gasps> "Yeah,
1: how do I just go up to someone how do I and ask them? go up to them? someone yeah.
0: I don't and I was like, hi, um, sorry, I've, nev- I've never met you before. Uh, my buyers asked me to come out and it's so long winded. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I learned a lot of people skills at ASOS. Yeah, yeah.
1: 100%. What's interesting as well is that you had network because you knew someone who was a buyer already. Yeah. And that kind of inspired your journey. Was there any other thoughts about what you wanted to do besides like seeing someone that you knew who was, Great at.
0: I think that. I just found it like really interesting because what you know, fashion design is designing clothes and marketing is social media and and paid marketing and I was just so interested with what is buying, it's mm-hmm. it's stock levels, it's margins, it's imports. It's, mm-hmm. I just found it so like.
1: Thrilling to be yeah, totally honest.
0: Yeah. Like it was something I'd never heard of before and I just wanted to know more.
1: Mm, love it. So you worked for two years. So were you 19 when you started? So
0: no, I'd finished uni. I went to uni first. So yeah. I think I started at ASOS when I was maybe like 21. Okay. And then by the time I was like 23, I'd started Odd Muse. So was two wow. It's
1: quite early. Mm. So you are a founder who was really young in your early 20s. With lots of confidence based <laughs> well, on a couple of years of, of work. Well, lots
0: of confidence. The thing is, I'm the, that's one thing I was never... I, I still am very, like, even on the way here, like, so mm. nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not confident, but I'm really confident in, like, what I create. Right. Um. And Odd Muse was something that was planned on an iPad for two years commuting into London. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to launch it, I was just like i spent two years with this idea it's brilliant Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not being full of myself
1: i've
0: Mm. i've got you know i've the the basics of business is presenting a product with a solution i've ticked that Mm -hmm. the product's good the marketing you know is there and the message is there i felt really confident in it
1: yeah that's such an interesting point um something this this thing called like growth mindset and fixed mindset and like it's a determinator of like um what do they call it Of success so it sounds like you're like if i put in the work and i keep trying and i trust what i do i'll be successful
0: that's always what i've said i've always said that success is a compound effect Mm -hmm. so like if you go to the gym every day you're gonna receive results yeah so if you work on something every day like it's actually proven everything is a snowball effect like Mm -hmm. if you do something every day it's gonna have an effect Mm -hmm. um so that's another mindset i got into like if i just do this every day like and, you know, you are, I truly believe that you only fail when you give up. So mm. I'm just going to have to keep going. Mm. Um, and I still, if the brand wasn't where it was today, I'd still be trying. Yeah, 100%. yeah. 100%. Still yeah, yeah. be trying.
1: I love that. <laughs> okay, so, yes, you've got the brand. It's launched. Two years. Just what was that pivotal moment? Because you must have been like, okay, I'm leaving ASOS now. Did you have a cushion? Did you have a plan? Well, you kind of said you had a plan, but... What was that jump to the
0: brand? So to be totally honest, I wasn't earning a lot of money at ASOS. Mm -hmm. But I also understood how much I needed for the brand. Also understood that I wasn't going to get any handouts from my mum and dad um, or anyone. Um, So I basically started to do like marketing for local companies. Mm. I really wasn't trying to grow a business. I was like, there was a solar panel company i used to do brochures for Mm. there was a restaurant i used to do menus for i just kept it very small and local and i was earning a good amount of money Mm. and that's what truly saved the money for odd Muse. and then by the time i got to launching i was like like this these menus and stuff i'm making are paying more than asos is and it's less time it just all of a sudden made sense to just quit asos which was crazy like my mum, it was like this august and my mom was like please just see it out till christmas and i was like no mom like i really
1: yeah can do this no okay so what you just said like, you literally side hustled you side hustled yeah, yeah, yeah. to your That's success exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah your side hustle was making more than your salary job at azos and you use that side hustle income to build your business yeah yeah, no, Let's no, for real, because I think a lot of people think someone's going to give me money, oh, I need to do this. or They can't start anything night. because they get all in, in their head about what's possible, what's not possible. Yeah. But basically you just laboured, you just yeah. worked, yeah. you did stuff on the side, you used night, the skills like- that you had to generate the revenue you needed to start.
0: Yeah, and I think if anyone who wants to get into a brand or start their own business and they do want that investment... I think you do need to have a side hustle because one thing it does teach you as well is is juggling. Mm. And starting a business at the beginning, you're juggling. Mm -hmm. You're juggling more than just two jobs. So I thought, you know, having to, you know, nine to five, be online for ASOS but then in the evenings be making menus that was a really good experience because I have no issue with like 12 hour days now
1: <laughs> like, I mean people hate that though a lot of people hate the ideas of like working hard like yeah, it stresses there how- is
0: there is I feel like there's like this. There's like two sides to it on social media. Like I, I follow some people who sort of basically say like you don't have to work hard mm. and you know manifest it and stuff like that. And I do believe in like you have to believe in yourself and stuff like that. But the reality is you actually have to like work really yeah.
1: hard like, to the bone. Yeah, nothing beats putting in hours. Yeah, like- and
0: that's something I sort of like struggle with at the moment because my success has been through working myself to the bone. Mm. So now I struggle with like, what is the point where I actually.
1: Mm. Is there a figure in mind? Is there a sale of the company or something like that? And where do you find purpose in life? Yeah,
0: that's the whole thing for me at the moment because I feel like my, I never, I, I never knew it would go like half this far. Mm-hmm. So now I struggle with like, what is, not even an end point but what is like mm. what are the points mm. like I'm just like wherever this wants to go like I'm running with it and I'm trying everything but you know we've hit three years now and I'm a little bit like okay I the brand when I was 23 I'm 26 now 26
1: <laughs> big company you're <laughs> like what do I do yeah and I'm yeah, like yeah. okay
0: but I all in the same breath like I don't want to like get to 30 and be like wow my 20s just went Mm -hmm. because I was Mm -hmm. working all the time Mm -hmm. and you know I've got some younger girls on my team and one of them said to me do you feel like you just wish your life away and just because like you know we just did fashion week and it was like so much craziness and nerves and like to a point where I just wanted it to be over Mm -hmm. and like I was like yeah that is I'm wishing my life
1: away Mm -hmm. so I
0: struggle I struggle with that a little bit and like you know there's odd muse and there's amy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i struggle with that
1: yeah and you're still so young do you know Mm. what i've noticed these days i don't know whether it's social media or just now that i'm older i look at some of the young people like 19 20 21 i'm like you guys are so serious like (laughs) you guys are working and hustling like when i was your age i was drunk that's like (laughs) that's what i was doing i was you know i had ambitions and like Yeah, I wanted to, you know, and you'll be successful. I I,
0: I think as soon as I finished uni, like as soon as I hit
1: 21, I was like, right, okay. Mm. What do I want to do in life? Who do I want in my life? Mm -hmm. That was like it for me. It's amazing to be intentional, but I think there's always a balance between play as well and exploration and like novelty is really important. Absolutely. Because life is very long and you don't want to be like, I'm forty and I'm jaded and tired. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be fine. Okay. What was the figure that you had to start your brand? you don't mind sharing
0: well uh, all i i remember i i when I, the stock was coming i was like right okay i'm gonna get an accountant. and it's quite serious so um i said to the account he said well how much money do you think you're gonna make and i said well all my stock full price sold is thirty thousand mm-hmm. pounds so um let's put for the year predicted thirty thousand mm-hmm. pounds um and we hit 100 hundred thousand in the first three months wow
1: wow yeah And how much did you have to invest for that 100,000?
0: Well, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. So originally I put like 12,000 pounds into the brand and I got around 30,000 pounds worth of stock. And then we had a bit of a crazy moment and the blazer went viral Mm. and there was thousands of people all over the world that wanted it. And I did not have the cash to get all this stock. Mm -hmm. Um, So I put the blazers on Mm pre-order and I used that revenue to pay for all, like 700 plays as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that truly set me up. Right. And that's why I th- think I've been able to remain 100% independent with mm-hmm. no investment. Um, and that's a strategy that I've continued throughout my business because if anyone can get their customer used to just having your product being so in demand that people want to pay for it four weeks before mm-hmm. it's made is... You know the best marketing strategy and the best business model, like Fear of God Essentials. That that whole brand mm-hmm. is built off that business mm-hmm. model. Um, so that's something like I'm really sacred to keep him, mm-hmm. and it's something that like last year, for example, we released a dress that we we ended up selling about four thousand units in mm-hmm. it. I would I never wrote four thousand units on that order, mm-hmm. but you know people wanted it, and when you can put your stuff on pre order, essentially what you can sell is uncapped. Um, But yeah, I always explain that model with a pinch of salt because I would never launch something assuming that people just want to pay four weeks. It always sells out first and Mm -hmm. then we say it's on pre-order. Yeah. Um so yeah, that that business model really took me.
1: I get it. So So one of the things I know is really hard when it comes to like starting and building something is like getting the help that you need. Like what was your networking or team when it came to starting?
0: Uh, just me. Mm-hmm. So I started with just me and it was just me for like six months. I saw myself through the 100,000 in sales. Like I was doing that all on my own. You know, people, were friends, family were coming down to pack the orders with me. Um, but, sorry, I forgot the question.
1: What was? What did your team look like? Or <laughs> yeah, no, what it, hands did you so need? So it was
0: just me and I was relying on like friends and family to sort of like
1: help me out.
0: Um, and that was like a really intense time like Mm. I remember it getting like really really bad before I finally said right I'm gonna hire someone Mm -hmm. um and then the team's just sort of done like a domino effect since then
1: listening to you I feel I can tell you're a bootstrapper you seem to be someone who's like I'm just gonna grind I'm just gonna keep working and I'm I'm gonna um put everything aside while I focus and laser into what I want to do yeah how did you balance like a personal life while trying to build something?
0: Um, I don't think I did have that balance. Mm. And I think a lot of my success has been from that imbalance. Mm-hmm. I think I'm finally reaching a point where I should prioritise that balance and it won't affect my business. But, you know, I I feel like my 20s, I'm just going to work really, really hard. Mm. Um, and for the last three years, I've been absolutely fine with it. Um, it's just like when it gets to a point where, you know, you've got your, you know, you can't sleep and it affects you sort of like mentally. Mm-hmm. But personally, like I do, I love what I do and mm-hmm. I, this is what I wanted. And, you know, I, I'm so grateful. Sometimes I feel like I I couldn't dare moan. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's something I struggle with. But in terms of
1: balancing a personal
0: life, that hasn't really been part of my story yet.
1: Yeah. And again, I feel like when you want to build, yeah, no, when people want to build something, there's gonna be that season of just like, nothing else matters besides what I'm trying to create and build. Yeah. You weren't dating or- Oh, to...
0: I've had the same boyfriend since before I started. So that helps. That does, that do you know helps? how important? Because boys can really ruin your life.
1: That is so true. And actually we had a relationship coach on and he was saying that um, a lot of the most successful people, like their biggest piece of advice is about choosing which partner you have and if they're going to support you when you build something yeah and even i think for me because i had a partner since i was like 19 yeah i've just exactly been able to like
0: me. i met my boyfriend when i was 19 it's
1: the best way like you yeah. don't have to be distracted by all that boy drama yeah, and yeah stuff. it's
0: just i even just they'll even just with friends like i just you know if you if you want something in life you can't waste time on people who aren't gonna you know be that person for you and look out for you mm-hmm. um So yeah, I I think you know the the steady relationship I've been in for the last seven years is is a real credit to my success. Mm -hmm. I mean, my boyfriend is so sort of like he really taught me like to not care what people think, and I I credit a lot of that like switch to him where I was like I'm just gonna go for it and I don't care what anyone will say. So yeah, that helps. Mm
1: -hmm. People help. So when it's come to like your success like your brand is a million pound brand and you didn't plan for this what has been the challenges of kind of like accepting that wow I'm successful and I'm doing what I need to do have you have you come to terms with that
0: um not totally because I think it just comes to like, I just work myself to the bone as a founder. There's so much mental labor that goes on. Like besides, you know what you actually are physically doing, there's so much mental labor that goes into anything you do, whether it's investments, whether it's people, whether it's anything. So I do and I do. And I don't, I feel like it's just that I'm living so fast at the moment. And lately I've just been on this thing. Like, how do I actually want to enjoy my success? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I've I've had a moment last year where I bought a few nice handbags, and that's not it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I I got my mom and dad a car last year. That was it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, helping people is it for me. Mm-hmm. Helping my family and sharing my success is it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm sort of like continuing to do mm. because that's just it's just the most like nothing beats being able to share your success. I don't think yeah.
1: I think that sometimes people think that when they're going to be successful and they're going to hit those like six, seven zeros, eight zeros, that they're going to just buy stuff for themselves and it's going to make them feel happy. It's so
0: weird because I think about this all the time. Like when I was younger, I put so much pressure on being successful and having money. And like as a fashion girl, like having Chanel bags and like, oh, my God, like, oh, my God, she's got these Chanel bags. And then when you sort of get there, it's like, and I've spoken to someone about this before. Like sometimes when you get there, it's not what you thought it would be. I feel like that um and yeah that's where I'm at at the moment like it's just it's it's so amazing what I'm doing and I feel like I would enjoy it more if I just found what it is that Mm -hmm. I'm really going to enjoy my success Mm -hmm. through and I think it is just like sharing my success with my family at this current rate Mm -hmm. and and yeah
1: and also realizing there isn't a specific target this there is what isn't. I've learned about life like it's actually about the journey more than like this figure because mm-hmm. you can reach that figure and then you're like oh is that it you can buy the Hermes bag and you're like oh is that it you can buy the big house and you're like oh is that it I so would really like an Hermes bag yeah. <laughs> next up Hermes bag. Hey.
0: <laughs> yeah but still like you get there and it's just it's just it's just not it and I feel like I, I said earlier like I credit a lot of my success to the people in my life mm-hmm. and they I don't think I'd have like be so I don't think I'd be successful if I wasn't so complete with the people around
1: me so mm-hmm. for me success is is that mm-hmm. what do you wish you had known before you actually started your brand
0: I wish I had known I wish I had known the mental labor versus the expectation which I feel like we're likely touching on um So, you know, you you get to a certain level and people expect you to be super happy and sometimes you're not. Um, Also, people expect me to really have my shit together and that... The reason I am successful is because I don't.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I don't know where it... Like, I went to get my nails done yesterday. I left my keys in the salon and I had to walk... Like, I don't know where anything is. I, you know, at one point I had a work phone and a personal phone. I don't anymore
1: because how the hell could I lose two phones in one day? Like... <laughs> you sound exactly like me. And I feel bad <laughs> for the people around me because I am s- scatterbrained but laser focused on what yeah. I want to do. I can't think about anything yeah, else besides but sometimes that. I
0: feel like... Like when you're, in, when people ask you something and you don't like simple questions or you've lost something, it makes you feel a little bit like smaller or a bit mm. stupid. But it's like no, because I'm actually flat out all mm, the time mm, mm, mm-hmm. doing other things. Like I am frazzled, mm-hmm. and I think when you reach a certain point of success, people feel like you should be super organized and all these things, and you're just not. Mm-hmm. So I struggle with that, and yeah, I struggle with like, you know, being you know should i should i should i not be feeling like so happy every day should Mm -hmm. i not be jumping out of bed every day Mm -hmm. um because the actual reality is like i am exhausted Mm -hmm. and you know a few weeks ago i've i've been sort of like experienced like chronic stress Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and yeah it's Mm -hmm. just like it not being cracked up with what it's cracked up to be and you know sometimes feeling the weight of people's expectations. Mm -hmm.
1: That's something you should probably take some time to have a little think about. Get the therapy, read the books, and actually take time for yourself to allow you to be the best version of yourself. Because when you're 25 26 you don't want to be burnt out
0: you yeah. don't want to go
1: through those phases where you're like you know I just can't anymore yeah. so you
0: have yeah to work that's out. what that's what I'm trying that's what I'm on the the journey for at the moment mm-hmm. because I'm aware that
1: I can't carry on like how mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. um and that's was, point one that's yeah. point one. Oh my gosh you need to see my life coach I might introduce <laughs> you to Jacqueline she's so amazing so like literally just getting your headspace together is going to be really important yeah Yeah. because I
0: feel like when I was when I first started the brand it was so sort of like that's all I want and that's all I want and then now I'm here it's like just chill out a little bit Mm -hmm. and you know I I mean I can chill out by a pool and and one thing I'm trying to do is like get back to what I actually loved about this and Mm -hmm. this was my like when I said I used to sit there with my thoughts and Mm -hmm. I'd enjoy that I want to sit there for a whole day with my iPad and Mm -hmm. just sketch. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do in the evenings when I was younger. That was my hobby. What's stopping you? Exactly. Just like being on emails and being asked questions all the time. And just, you know, I don't ever want to feel like I hate my job Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I love fashion and Mm -hmm. I love being creative. And that has what's taken Odd Muse to the level it is now because it's so, it is just, everything is sort of just, I I just feel like I am old muse and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I truly feel like no one could do it like me because I'm
1: so in tune with this brand mm-hmm. but I need to be more in tune with myself oh and that's very valid and maybe what you need again this is me just dishing <laughs> advice is like dedicated unbroken time and then the people in your company mm-hmm. and you have your bank your back saying no this is her Friday or this is her Tuesday no no disturbed like yeah. you just have to be silly for one day or yeah have a drink yeah i don't know have a smoke or whatever i don't know what you do <laughs> and like literally like tune out so you can actually get those juices yeah. flowing and have a feeling yeah. but you have to like organize your life in a way that's set up yeah. to allow you yeah to i function think for me best. like
0: it is just yeah, having those boundaries mm-hmm. but I'll
1: get there like yeah, yeah
0: any, the thing is with me anything I want to put my mind to mm-hmm. I will do because I'm, I don't give up so I just need to put my mind to it mm-hmm. that'll okay. be my next maybe that's the next point yeah.
1: I feel like work and play like identifying that balance for you in your life for everyone is so important because again there's hustle culture is a thing and I we both agree that you have to work hard to be able to achieve anything but again if life's just work then I think it's hard
0: as well and you might feel this when some of what you do is mixed and supposed to be fun Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so events and stuff like that and it's like oh you know it doesn't feel like work but it is like Mm -hmm. everyone at the i just did a show at london fashion week and there was a bit of an event after and everyone was like oh my god like are you just so happy and i was like i'm so exhausted like i've spent the whole day like my body's been vibrating this whole day because i was so nervous um so yeah i think sometimes i play with the idea of oh this is supposed to be fun Mm -hmm, fun, mm but you know this is work yeah Um, but no There's seasons. It's just all so
1: subjective, isn't it? Exactly. (laughs) Have you found any particular challenges as like a woman um, building a business? Have you come up against maybe not being respected, having issues with suppliers because you were a young woman starting out? Do you know what? No, because I feel like I've avoided it. Mm.
0: And I feel like this is coming up for me. Like Mm. I purposely kept the team small. I purposely kept the team young i'm the oldest person in my team yeah and that can't go on forever yeah yeah there there, there is going to be a point where um you know maybe i do need a managing director Mm -hmm. that's been doing this for 30 years Mm -hmm. and you know i might not i probably won't even know a quarter of what they know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i feel like i've avoided it for a long time because there is you know it happens Mm -hmm. um all the time and i want to be taken seriously and i i you know i can show you what i've done but um yeah i think that's coming up for Mm me 100 percent.
1: you seem pretty self-aware though of what you need and like you're the kind of person like identifies it and then will decide to execute it when you're ready
0: yeah i think um just sort of like being in a, a woman in business is it, it, it's good it's good and bad like I feel like it's probably celebrated a bit more now with the rise of social media and there's so many women out there killing it mm-hmm. like it's it's a really I feel like it's quite a good time but it still has some work to go definitely mm-hmm. but slowly gone are the days where it's sort of like men that are the most successful mm-hmm.
1: and
0: it is what it is I'm here for it yeah I'm, I'm part of the I'm joining the crew
1: love that talking about social media how has that kind of one been powerful in growing your brand and two how do you use it to be successful
0: so social media my biggest tip for anyone wanting to launch a brand or business is listen to what they say Mm -hmm. you know if instagram wants you to start posing videos you start posing videos Mm -hmm. if tiktok want you to do tiktok do tiktok and i feel like when I first started Odd Muse, I was doing so well. Through, mm-hmm. I would go to the studio once a month. I would get all my pictures mm-hmm. and that would see me through. And I'd get all these likes and I'd do really well. And then all of a sudden it was like content become constant. Like mm-hmm. it would expire almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And I would need to be somewhere else and it become constant. And I had this stagnant period where I just wasn't really getting anywhere with Instagram anymore. And mm-hmm. I was getting like 30 likes instead of like 5,000. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm that would affect website sessions and sales um so i had to switch my strategy to do what they wanted to and i moved over not moved over but i started doing tiktok as well um and i just got so carefree with social media i think that's been the biggest strategy for odd news we yes we're a luxury brand and and you know our clothes are a bit more expensive but we're all so fun like mm-hmm. the, the office is fun that there's such a culture and you know it is just this young girl having a whale of a time most of the time like so i show that a lot on tiktok and i feel yeah. like that's really growing the brand i think showing personality rather than trying to sell a product mm. is it has been so worth it for me mm-hmm. and it genuinely like that is how i want to promote my brand i don't want anyone to feel like they have to buy my clothes but if you want to go on tiktok and have a laugh like we're there
1: okay so
0: um i feel like that's lent a strategy Mm -hmm. how many people are in your team oh i think i have about 12 or 13 Mm. now so
1: quite a lot of people how did you find like building that and finding the right people that fit the culture for you
0: so I found a lot of people through I've got one girl that I worked with at ASOS mm-hmm. I've got some people that my, from my university that were recommended to me there are a few years below me I've found some people on LinkedIn so it's all a little bit everywhere haven't struggled too much with people I struggle with leadership mm, explain never, never set out to be a leader and um, I feel like leaders have high expectations and sometimes i just don't want to be contacted and i don't have that you know yeah. leaders have to be
1: available um do you think so yeah i mean i don't know i don't know like that's a question you've yourself you ideally you're gonna hire people who are competent enough to like yeah
0: no of course self-manage. but i think yeah. for me where i come up with all these crazy ideas and a lot of stuff is imminent Mm -hmm. it's my idea and I wanted to do it so I do need to be available so Mm -hmm. I'm I don't think it's so much the people I have it's the way I sort of lead Mm -hmm. um so yeah leadership is something I definitely struggle with and yeah didn't set out to be a leader um
1: at all I get it and so is that something you want to work on specifically and have you looked at any kind of training for it
0: Uh, yeah, that is something I want to, I, do you know what it is? I just want to be a confident leader. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what it is. I know, you know, I know I provide a great workspace. I know I'm lovely to my team. Um, and I know I sort of like do all the things I'm supposed to do, but I just want to feel more confident in like having my boundaries and like being their leader and stuff like that.
1: So, but yeah. even just listening to you, you 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 know what you want, you know you're yeah, gonna do it. it's so funny. It's I know happen. I know
0: what needs to happen. Yeah, it's just yeah. Sort of like, oh, here we are.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. that self awareness piece again. And actually, I was gonna ask you what le- which leadership skills were the most difficult to develop.
0: I think I struggled with delegating a lot. Um, I even when I th- would think write down all what I would need doing and dele- to, to delegate to someone. I'd hire someone and create a whole new thing for them and, and still be doing, you know, yeah. or I'd, de- and then I'd delegate and then I'd create a whole new 12 hour day with all my new ideas. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more like creating work for myself and just, you know, there's a pleasure in delegating. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. If yeah. you have people that you can pass stuff down to, to relieve some stress, mm-hmm. sit down for a minute. Mm-hmm. But that's what I struggle with.
1: Do you know what I find? you're giving me what I would like to call I have a title for this, which is imperfect leadership or imperfect founder, but building a perfect business. Because I think a lot of the time- That's a really good Everybody sign. feels like you have to have it all together. From the outside, mm. it looks like, oh my God, you're a brown founder. Like you've made millions of pounds and like you've got it together. And no, what you're expressing is like, mm, I know I'm a little chaotic. Yeah. I know I'm not great at delegating. I know I'm working a lot. But you're yeah. still successful. Yeah. And I think there's an element of people need to see that that it isn't always roses behind the scenes. No. Yeah, yeah. And just being aware, because I think I have these conversations a lot and it's like, yeah, got it together, just about whatever. And hearing you, no. it's like, oh my god, you sound like me. But like yeah. I, I wouldn't want to say about the skin of my teeth. <laughs> every time. It's a it way work, it, it, it. it
0: works out. Like yeah. I, you know, we always pull it out the bag. And sometimes I think you've just got to believe in a little bit of magic.
1: I believe in that. I believe in that. I believe in a little serendipity. And like, yeah. some, something will happen. Yeah, there's something, something in the air out. that, you
0: know, I've done my bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something that's going to, just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You've
1: got to believe in a little bit yeah. of magic. So what's t- a top five piece of advice that you would give to someone who's thinking about starting a brand or a company or wants to build something?
0: Um my main thing would be going back to making sure you have the right people around you mm-hmm. in and out of business your your team in your business and your team out of your business is just as important um um so i would say to sort of anyone who's like yes you know, so i could imagine there's a sort of like, lot of gen z's coming up right now that want to start business that like you can see like people doing really well on tiktok there's there's a, what you said earlier, there's a crazy amount of young people doing really well mm-hmm. these days. And I get how coming up, maybe not having a platform, you might struggle and just think, well, what can I do? And I think just getting to that age where not not letting everyone make it into your life is so important and recognizing who wants to see you win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, to recognize them people, you have to be one of them people. I always say that being a nice person is the best investment you can make mm-hmm. um, because you will receive that energy and you will receive that, then that, you will have nice people in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a big tip for me. Never, ever forget who you are mm-hmm. in all of this. Like I have, a, I have a friend who's my photographer and she'll laugh at me quoting this, but she really sort of changed my outlook on how I look at myself. And she said to me, one thing I really like about you is no matter how stressed you are, you're always a really nice person. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to work on. And for a long time, I've felt like maybe I could be too nice. Mm -hmm. But I've realised recently that, you know, a little bit of magic and being a nice, personable person Mm -hmm. is a massive credit to my success. Mm -hmm. So don't ever, you know, in the pressure of trying to get to where you want to be, like, don't ever lose, like just being a nice person mm-hmm. and it sounds so simple but that's probably the biggest tip for me for you yeah, yeah i love that was there I, five did you want there five, was five.
1: <laughs> so actually maybe what i asked is like some practical things to yeah. like starting a brand yeah like to consider from like incorporation finding stock and yeah yeah those kind of things
0: yeah Cause that's quite layered and that's the one thing that i really struggled with mm-hmm. and i remember when i first started podcasts weren't really a thing mm-hmm. and i feel like i love how accessible resources are now and yeah but back when i was starting i remember i went to one live podcast that connor walker was doing connor, and it was like, she's been on my podcast as yeah, well. I love she's her. amazing yeah. and it was just like uh like 30 tickets going out and i remember it was like the whole other side of london And I had got a train all the way there on my own. And I sat there and I was just staring at her like, you are amazing. But I have been trying for years to just try and listen to anything you can say. Like, Mm. she's very, and I respect her privacy. Yeah, she doesn't say Um, a lot. She doesn't say a lot. But she was like, I just wanted to just know, ask her a million questions. But to be totally honest, just being in that room with her and just listening to what Mm -hmm. I could was so, so game changing.
1: And Um, I feel like my people want to listen to you now i want you to be the one who changes the game that's crazy yeah
0: but like when you ask me sort of questions about incorporating and sampling and stuff like these are the things i spent so long on google trying to find and i'm so happy to sort of share Mm -hmm. whatever i can um so i mean one thing anyone wants to start a brand get that experience in buying i don't think there's another um i don't think there's another role in fashion that will credit as much because the, the spreadsheets that you see mm-hmm. and the, the imports and where in the world these clothes the, the uh, information that you're open up to was just insane for me like mm-hmm. it was like information overload all the time and I don't know what other role would give you access to that so get, get a experience in buying don't try and rush it like I did mm-hmm. you know if my mum would have given me that £10,000 early on and I didn't have that experience I might not be here um and that will help you with things like margins like when i went into odd news my profit margin was there mm-hmm. uh including shipping and mm. everything was like there was no now we're getting into things like we're going with harvey nichols mm. and we're ready for that my mm-hmm. profit margins are there my profit margins are there for a middleman to come in and that's fine. I, I knew about wholesale margins because I worked with ASOS. Yeah. I was buying from brands like Ted Baker. I knew how much they had to sell it for. I knew how much we had to buy it for. Um, so that's where you're going to get all your knowledge about buying, shipping. Sampling and suppliers is one thing I get a lot. Um, a lot of people expect me to just say, hi, old music manufacturers at this place. And yeah, of, of course And of course I'm not, not. going to say that. Um, but, you know, figure out where in the world you want to man- manufacture. Um, where specializes in what. Whether you want to be sort of, you're going to be overseas because UK manufacturing is, it just isn't possible. It just isn't possible unless you're doing sort of like bespoke, handmade for a hell of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, spend a lot of time with your idea. Don't don't skimp out on anything. If you've got a good dress that you've designed, think of a good brand name to go with it. Mm-hmm. Think of a good message. The the you know the basics of business is bringing a product to market that offers a solution. So what solution has this dress got? Yeah. Like that's with the blazer. I was like, okay, what's my solution? You know, I want want it to be an investment fashion brand. I want it to be stuff that you want to wear all the time. But I don't want it to be as cliche as just bringing out a black blazer. Mm. It has to have something different. It has to offer a statement. Mm -hmm. Um, And I sat with that idea for ages until I come up with the the blazer originally it was a shoe with it was a barely their shoe with different threads like what? different ankle you straps. designed a
1: shoe first yeah that's yeah. Cra- that's a pivot yeah why did you not go with that
0: because i wanted to be a fashion i wanted to be a clo- women's wear clothing designer but i sat with my message investment fashion for a long time and i was like and then it was a blazer that i've Whip the sleeves off. It was button sleeves, and you could whip the sleeves off, and it was a waistcoat, and then it was the blazer.
1: Okay, I feel like you're a mad scientist as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I am. Like that's what people say. Like I'm a bit crazy. Oh no, that's (laughs) fine. Everyone's a little bit crazy. He's creative. It's absolutely normal to (laughs) be like that. But the
0: thing is, like, I wasn't. uh, I'm never crazy enough to just like go for things. I have to be really, really confident. And by the time I got to the blazer, I was like, yes, this supports the message. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my a big bit of advice would be like make sure it prioritise everything. Like mm-hmm. don't just drop a dress and hope it goes viral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, how, mm-hmm. Let people click through to your website and see like how credible your brand is and like what your message is and mm-hmm. what you know what your what your mission is.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm smiling yeah. in excitement because I have a brand launching and I oh, feel really? like everything you said is exactly what we've done. I've been yeah. doing it for three years really? at this point in time and like just like i was looking at colors that's why i was a bit late we've they've got the pantones wrong and that's the wrong green and like it's like no don't make the order and like look at that and I'm, we were sitting down like looking at what green feels right for us and that kind of yeah. thing and it's like just being sure about what you're the gonna level, deliver yeah, is gonna be like, good
0: level of detail is so important mm-hmm. and That is now more important than ever because TikTok and viral culture can have you thinking that you might just get lucky. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got into a point with my business where I would rely on a viral TikTok for sales. Mm. And that was such a toxic place to be. Right. Now, viral culture is a bonus for us. Oh, a video done well. Great. But Mm -mm. if it doesn't, if the video doesn't perform or anything, we're still getting our same daily sales. We're still a sustainable Mm. business. Everyone's job's safe. Like that's what's important. And that's when it comes to that level of detail and not Mm -hmm. so much viral culture. Viral culture is a bonus not to be relied on.
1: So you're opening a store in London and Dubai. That is an amazing achievement. Can you tell me why you chose those locations and what that process looks like?
0: So London was, we did a pop-up. Uh, beginning of this year and it went amazing we ended up keeping it open for like six months um but it was huge it was like the biggest store ever and it had to be because we was like we had a lot of people come down for opening and stuff like that um and i just got the bug to have a store but i wanted it to be more sort of like a boutique like Mm -hmm, a flagship mm -hmm. boutique so i've been on the hunt for like a much smaller store to be create like more of an experience for that one person Mm -hmm. that walks in. and to be totally honest I want to have stores worldwide mm-hmm. and for me it's so important to have a permanent in London before I even think about anywhere else mm-hmm. so London was was first and we've tested it and it done really well mm-hmm. um, and I feel like as an e-commerce brand I really want to separate myself I, you know I, I do have stores and I feel like that just adds so much credibility to the brand mm-hmm. we're not just an e-commerce brand anymore mm-hmm. we've you know We do very well on our online store and I don't think anything will ever beat that, but I want to offer an uh, in-person experience. Mm -hmm. So that's how London's come about. And then Dubai, Middle East is actually a bit of a challenge for us. We do incredibly well in the US, Australia, but Middle East is one demographic that we we've not quite hit yet so but i feel like the I'm items are,
1: are perfect exactly for the Middle East. so yeah. i'm not
0: i'm not sort. Of, we have we get like a few orders and that's like really inspired me we've got a warehouse out there now that you know at the moment we're getting about five orders a day but mm-hmm. that i mean uh, in in the uk we we see like 200 orders a day mm. like it, it's completely different i feel like i'm starting again mm-hmm. i really enjoy this dubai project because mm-hmm. i feel like it's me three years ago starting starting again um but yeah the middle east for me just feels like a bit of a challenge that i uh, and a bit of a passion project that i want to work on so it's not really like a given but i'm ready for it
1: i feel like you're so excited for it as well
0: i'm getting I tired know, after yeah, this i can I'm tell, tell like, you're
1: like yeah it's actually you know difficult what? i'm more thinking about just going to dubai this evening and oh, just slowing down yeah from no just do that i know you've talked a lot about like finding your purpose while you kind of build your business as well. Yeah, and I, I feel know a bit you're... bad. It's a bit inconclusive at the moment. <laughs> but it's... maybe I'll come back next season. But ex- <laughs> that's exactly why I'm like, this is like imperfect founder, right? Yeah. Because the idea that we have it all together is actually a, a false idea. We're There's all, such beauty in chaos. I love it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're all on these journeys. And even at my big age, I don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time. Yeah, and that's, that's fine. my thing
0: as well. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's the best thing, like. Yeah. Sometimes I get asked a question, I'm like, I don't know, but we'll figure it out.
1: (laughs) That's the way, that's the way. But what what you are really interested in is one, your sustainability message alongside your charitable work. So do you want to expand on that a little bit more? Because I'd love to hear about it. So sustainability
0: is something that I'm really trying to work towards and I'm learning more about. Um in terms of sustainability is so subjective Mm -hmm. because a lot of these sustainable good for the planet fabrics need you to order a thousand units. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's when we start putting product into waste and that's over consumption and stuff like that. So I struggle a lot with sustainability. Our pre order model is great for that. We only order what we need. Mm -hmm. Um but I'm really trying to grow the brand to the point where we can comfortably meet those minimums on Mm -hmm. those sustainable fabrics. So like various different recycled fabrics um but the main thing for me is just sort of slowing down fashion and i feel like i feel like fashion is just so naturally becoming that way yeah um people are like a bit more conscious of what they're buying and want more out of their clothes and you know fast fashion like their revenue is is slowing down a lot Mm mm-hmm and that's fine for them there's still a lot hell of a lot of money in it for them and I think they just need it just needs to be in that industry maybe a bit more comfortable with the fact that if people are buying from them they want more out of their wear and if if we can slow production on fast fashion side then you know there's a lot of people that can benefit from that so I really love being a part of that journey and I feel like it's our message is predominant now more than ever I feel mm-hmm. and I feel like that's why the brand's having this really big moment because mm-hmm. stuff we've been saying for three years is super relevant and then in terms of the the charity work that we're recently getting into I've sort of just it it was London Fashion Week that sort of jolted me a little bit because I was like I've reached this like, optimum success and like, all these all these things that I want to do and London Fashion Week was a point for me like a show mm-hmm. in London Fashion Week I was like there's so much work that goes into this and so much press and why don't brands like use this as an opportunity to raise some money like there's Mm -hmm. some good people that are going to be sitting down at your show yeah give them a little qr code scan to donate we've done like a collection with our runway collection where portions of the proceeds are going to go to a charity called teens unite who basically work with young adults who have been affected by cancer treatment in such pivotal years like haven't been able to go to university or haven't yeah. been able to get a new uh, normal school life and that really affected me because there's just you can live such a fast life in the world of building a business and when it does reach success that you can almost think that things like that aren't happening in the world mm-hmm. like, I never thought it like if that if them years were taken away from me I I, I wouldn't be sitting here today exactly yeah um so for me, and I think it links back to another question about, like, how do, how are you going to start enjoying your success? It's sharing it on a brand level. Like, there are a couple girls who want to get into the industry, or who are with that charity, come to the show. And, you know, I always feel bad. It was no trouble at all for me to let them girls come to that show. And it literally, like, the emails I've got from them, yeah, like, helping people is is so important and it's just i feel like it's just this epiphany that i've had lately mm-hmm. where like that's how i feel like we should be enjoying our success and platforms and so yeah that's sort of like a new thing for ob and something that not that i didn't ever want to do it was more so you live just such a fast life and it's like wow things are mm-hmm. actually going on and you know you can be a part of change mm-hmm. i think that's where it's going to be it for me that's like where my fulfillment is
1: I love that and that's what probably you're going to do on this podcast as well a lot of I people are going so. to watch this and hope so. get so much value and be helped and probably reach out and contact you so I really appreciate having you thank on you today so there was so many insights and I feel like I need to have another conversation with you off camera yes. about other things as well but thank you for coming on Amy thank today you for having me. where can people find you
0: so oh, on Instagram and TikTok it's both odd news London um, and yeah appreciate it well thank thank you. you so much this was amazing so good i love it